listeners know. <laughs> you, this is, how can you think that's appealing? <laughs> well, I'm Darth Rictus and it's 420. Darth Zero here and it's, yes. <laughs> it, it, it is. It uh, is. Happy, side happy is. holidays. Happy number day. This is, uh, so is, is, Adolf, time. is Adolf Hitler's birthday actually on 420 or is that a myth? That's I, not a myth. Okay. That's not a, that's not a myth. So that is like why this became a thing was post-World no, War II? No, it had nothing oh. to do with it. 420 is tea time in England. Oh. I really thought high the 420 tea. thing was no, like, we're going to make peace out of war no, kind of vibes, you know? Tea. No, no, they're not going to try and like have a redemptive holiday on no. Hitler's birthday. I straight up thought that's what we um, was about. Like, no, the, the rumor is a tea time. There's also some other things that relate to, but it's just like. Okay. High tea makes sense because high tea. Oh, <laughs> so it's a British thing. Well, I think it. I think it's. Don't think the British started it. I think just it was taken from them because they were you know. Look, busy the British have a lot of goofy everything. accents, and sometimes they're just using them for the wrong thing. You're right. Like, not just goofy accents, goofy phrases. Yeah. Sometimes they're just using them for the wrong thing. <laughs> Bangers and mash. Right. Good point. Right. Good That's point. not food. <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess you could say of a lot of their cuisine, in fairness, but. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And chips. Those yeah. motherfuckers know how to swear though. Like they would put us all to shame. Oh, they do. Their fucking cussing game is on a level I cannot even fathom. Because the American cussing level is kind of at their introductory sitting around. Like that's what the kids are saying. Yeah. They don't, they don't have taboos like we you go, do. You go into a bar there and you will, you will hear things that are wonderful. Huh. It's, it's almost poetic at times. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like having your ears filled with like, chocolate mousse except it's actually feces <laughs> word feces yeah and maybe some other feces the it depends on the bar it's outstanding you know and it, it, it's filthy it gets everywhere fair fair <laughs> jesus well welcome to the dark stream everybody welcome to the dark stream. <laughs> uh it's gonna be a fun We're day to... so glad you're here oh it's gonna be a fun day it's going to be great uh <laughs> we got to put in at least a little scottish accent if we're talking about the brits why? Because the UK, baby. Because the UK. What? Well, I don't understand. They took over. They won. Freedom. They won. So did Ireland. Ireland never wins. They just keep living. <laughs> England only kept one one big area of it. <laughs> I actually have no idea what's going on in Ireland. I remember when I was a kid that like half of Ireland was bombing the other half of Ireland and back and forth because... IRA, yeah. They couldn't agree uh, on which version of yeah, Jesus they liked or something. Let's, let's go ahead and just bring up an Yo. important thing here. Uh, IRA and Sinn Féin and everything, they're still the same political struggles they've been having since, I believe, the 70s, and it hasn't changed at all. People have tried to move forward, and then things get a bit disrupted, and then they, oh, and then there was Brexit, and that, yeah, and just the confusion keeps hitting, and they don't get anywhere. That's <laughs> it, So anything you read in history book, somehow have thing. their own holy war. Yep. Against the Irish. Against them, yep. Well, and, and the British. That is so Irish, though. God. Is there anything more Irish than that, really? Having a holy war feud within themselves and also against everybody. You when know, actually, that's it. very Mandalorian of them. They are kind of the Mandalorians. Right, right, and it's over something stupid, too, like which version of Jesus it is. Like, we like Pope Jesus. Like, we like no Pope Jesus. We all only wear helmets all the time. Well, we fucking don't, but this sword's really important. I mean, the Irish do have certain Spartan sensibilities of, we do things and we stick to them and we keep doing them. We keep refining them your whole life. It's often drinking. They, <laughs> they also had the blight. Very similar to the purge of Mandalore. There was the purge of Ireland at one point where the blight of the potato forced them all the fuck off the island. 
Yeah, and then it all regrew, just like Mandalorian. Yeah, there's we spoilers. Went to other countries and were enlisted into their wars. Wait. Fuck, <laughs> the Irish are the Mandalorians. <laughs> It's it's an arse mix. They're uh, Mandalorians are they a lot never, of Spartans, they, but they though. never had to leave their homeland. Their homeland gets shit stomped a lot throughout all of history, but they never had to leave it. There are always Irish in Ireland. True, there's that. But there were always Mandalorians in Mandalore because there are fewer. Look, fewer. Those, those three fewer. guys that had seven teeth between them doesn't really count. <laughs> Fair. Hey, there might have been more, but those <laughs> dinosaur thingies might have eaten them. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, me, oh, my. Oh, Fucking Dan oh my, Grogu. Me. That's just fun to say. Din Grogu, Grogu is amazing. Oh, biggest smile on my now, face. Has it been revealed yet that they do the uh, surname attachment first in the Mandalorian thing? Because I hadn't realized that until now. So it hasn't been that way before because like Bo-Katan, Kreese, and her, what was her sister's name? Ooh. Uh, that like Obi-Wan was like yeah, yeah, yeah. Sabine? No. Sabine. Yeah, no, Sabine. No, Wren. No, 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 Sabine Wren was in the, the, the ghost crew. Shit. Uh, it was an S though. There was an S. Yeah, I'm spacing on it. Yeah. Can't imagine why. <laughs> Before 20, baby. But anyway, yeah, it was like Boba Fett, not really a Mandalorian, just had armor, but had Jango Fett. So there, and so I didn't have a frame of reference. I'm but like, they, oh. They're also the, we always wear condoms Mandalorians, you know? Oh my God. <laughs> yes. So I, I, they're already doing shit weird, but I, I think... Maybe it was more of a marketing thing where later they're like, really? You named him Grogu? That's dumb. Because that was a lot of people's reaction. Like, that's a dumb name. It's an awesome name. I love it. Yeah. It's but a lot, of, a lot of people a lot of people were upset about it being dumb or something. Do you know? So maybe they just tested it. Like, does, does Grogu Jaren work? Or is it Din Grogu? Like, the one's clearly better. Yeah. Yeah. Din See, I, bet, I bet someone was sitting in a room. They're thinking, Jaren. And they're like, Grogu. Like, that's, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, probably. That was, that's, I think the equivalent Death of stick the whole in thing. hand. Mm, Grogu. <laughs> Say this. That's it. So what the fuck is up with Yoda though? Because like we do hear Yaddle talk and Yaddle is Bryce Dallas Howard and just talks like Bryce Dallas Howard would. I think Yoda's a prick. Yeah. Just that simple. He's just like, I can talk this way. That's true. I, this is how I like to speak. Is so Yoda just like on Reddit too much or something? <laughs> he fortuned his way into another language of... <laughs> Maybe he speak this is. Maybe he speaks so many <laughs> languages that in order to keep track of him, his brain only sees it from that angle to speak like that because there's so many different uh, verb and forms things Actually, like that. Actually, maybe, maybe his brain went all Joe Biden like long before oh, any no. of the characters were alive. And he Ooh. used to speak in a completely cogent, straightforward way. Yeah. But then he had like <laughs> one too many ice cream cones and lived to be 700 and was still running something. He's like, this way I talk now. And everyone's like, oh, fuck. And much like Joe Biden will probably do, slinks off to a weird retirement home and just kind of kicks it there, waiting for people to come talk to him. I, dude, I miss before Joe Biden was running for president the most recent time, all the Onion articles and shit like that, they were depicting him as like some crazy toothless uncle down in the Everglades wrestling gators and shit. Oh, yeah. He was, you know, selling fucking cough syrup to kids. Like, it was so fucking funny to me, and I have no idea why. But as soon as he got back into real politics again, like, that, that, that cartoon was gone. I missed that cartoon. It was a fun one. It was a really, really fun one. <laughs> oh, man. 
The onion used to be fire back in the day. Well, the onion stopped being fire when suddenly we had memes and the world was doing things the onion would have just written. Uh, the onion's kind of like Saturday Night Live, you know, like it, it has its it has its good seasons, it has its bad seasons. But it'll be back. And there's there's spots that shine a little bit brighter than others. Yeah, fair enough. Every so often I see an article from the onion and I'm like, God damn, you knocked it out of the yeah, park. Every once in a while they fucking nail it. Yeah. <laughs> I used to remember in Chicago when you could go around and get the free actual newspapers, The Onion, because they set them out. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. That was a thing. Fuck. Yeah, it was, they had, it was free newspapers. That awesome. would be. Can you imagine sitting on like a, a rail car and reading a paper copy of The Onion? Just how satisfying that feeling would be? Yeah. It would be immensely satisfying. That's like peak life right there. That sounds amazing. And pe people just got to do that on the way to and from work, man. Just satire while they're chilling yeah. and not on a screen. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the last time I saw a paper onion was the first Pro Tour Chicago when I, when I was there for that. How long ago was that? Was, were you talking 01? I think I, uh, that's before 01. It's the 90s. That was pre 9 11, huh? Late 90s. That's, that's, I mean, that's how I date everything. Was it pre 9 11 or pre, post 9 11? Pre 9 11. Because everything pre-9-11 was pretty awesome, and post-9-11, it's been a non-stop shit cycle. No, because it was Pro Tour Chicago, and I was there for the junior thing of that. <laughs> Damn. I was like nine. Or eight. Yeah, that's a while ago. Yeah. It's not that long ago, but <laughs> the Onion had newspapers. The important thing was there were newspapers. That was 25 years ago, dude. You know, things, there's, there's like vinyl in the last couple of years has overtaken CDs as the form of physical media for music. Yeah. And I've noticed people uh, around the area just making zines. Mm. Some of them that are actually physically distributed. Some of them that are digitally distributed. Yeah. But like there's a good number of paper, like you can hold them zines going around. I wonder if there might be a physical media resurgence in a way where a newspaper would come back, but it would be, I, I don't know, something tighter. It's so interesting of a thing to do if you're sitting up and having your coffee and reading it, page. <laughs> People can't see you. You can't see the world, but you're in this. Right, because the, the whole problem was uh, how do you, print? it's the print media and the news is trending in the hour and how do you even keep up and whatever they say, you just got to print it because someone else will do it faster and it's been years since I like was in a place where people were publishing news, but I remember that being kind of the worry in like 2010 mm -hmm. ish, 11. Yeah. And there's, there's so much shit going on and there's so many ways that you could like spend time taking apart. Like you look at the, the late night talk show approach. Sure. If you were to take that on like a, a monthly or, or, or bi-monthly approach and put time into it and printing it, I, there might be something. I hope someone does it. I'm not going to fucking do it. I would read it. I would read it. God damn it. It'd be cool. Just throwing this one out into the universe. Maybe. Just know, maybe. Just following my thought wherever it went. It seemed like a good idea. Uh, yeah. No, right there with you. Right there with you. I, no, no premeditation of any kind, in fact. You guys have been playing today, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Fuck, yeah. Like, way too much. <laughs> I haven't really played, so what's what what's it look like? What is what are the waters? Okay, Explorer got really weird really fast, and I love it. Um, it tell us it got layered essentially. So we are on metagame number four already, of where it started with the new cards coming in, and where it's essentially gone is mono green aggro, far stronger than I thought it would be. Thank you for Pelucranos. Thank you for tribute to the World Tree, especially the latter. That card is busted. 
so fucking good. It's not busted. It's, it's busted. Reasonable. It's reasonable. I beat four torrential gear hooks and four magma opus because of that card with a mono green deck that just still, dies. It's still reasonable. Remember when green was like the worst color? Yeah. That was a very fucking long time ago. Yeah. Every so often. Why like are you running green as a support color? No, but then Stompy was really good for a little while. Why are you running green? Fucking Llanowar elves? Yeah. And then and, I had and to Gosb find some other and, shit. And Gosbon ogres. Well, for a while there, it was like you have Llanowar elves and a few creatures. And now we're at the point in Explorer where you have not four, but eight fucking elves and the best three drops ever to see the game. Oh, there, there's 12 elves they can use. We still don't have Finderhorn elves yet. No, that's true. true. And we're not rocking Avacyn Pilgrims or the Dark Elves either. It's kind elves of weird that Finhorn Elves mm -hmm. don't make green snow mana. That would make sense. Right, because they did Boreal Druid yeah, that Boreal makes Druid. colorless <laughs> snow mana. Right. But Finhorn Elves was an Ice Age era Llanowar Elf. It's weird to me that... I mean, they could just... Well, they didn't, they didn't have that concept. Of, no, they did. They, they fucking had that concept of snow mana. Why didn't that happen? <laughs> I don't know. They fucked whiff, up. Whiff. They could technically fix it if they reprinted it to do that and then just a rat of the old one. It's not far off. Yeah, you know what print, I mean? Yeah, print another one that's Findhorn Elf. <laughs> <laughs> no, Creature now, Snow Elf. No, now, now uh, Commander gets another silly elf to throw in. <laughs> Everybody has an elf deck in Commander. Oh, yeah, good idea. Make it a 2-1 and give it Legendary. There we go. There we go. Now we're hitting the, we're hitting the good notes here. Jake, Findhorn Elf. <laughs> anyway, Mono Green Aggro. A lot of fun. Been messing with that. Uh, there are four different Indomitable Creativity decks. There are two that are Atraxa. Uh, there is one that is still Locust God Sage combo. And the final one is Torrential Gear Hulk and Magma Opus is back. So That one never left. That was already there. It, 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 it's a lull. There was a period where Rakdos still blew it out of the water and it just stopped trying because Rakdos was up to three or four go blanks and it was just blowing them the fuck Rakdos out. Rakdos Sack is still being commonly played. Yes. Yeah, sack, sack dose is still up in there. Yep. People, people still play. just don't want to see anyone have fun. Green red boats. Yep, that one's still there. Gruel boats is a lot of fun still too. Uh, stupid dot enchantments is is still there. Yep. But uh, Narset, <laughs> Gyre Reach Sanitarium, little softlock combo for those who are playing Azorius Control and also don't enjoy having fun. You can softlock an opponent with a Narset and a Gyre Reach. Explain it to people. So explain Narset doesn't let them draw more than one card per turn. So if you get them out of cards because you've been trading resources back and forth, you can have a scenario where you have the Gaia reach land in play. They have zero cards in hand. They draw their card at the end of their draw step. You activate the Gaia reach, forcing them to draw each player to draw and then discard a card because they've already drawn one. The Narset does not let them draw the second one. They just have to discard it. So down to just instance. Yep. It's a soft lock. Flash. Yeah, remember, uh, what was it, Xur's Weirding and yeah, Fireman Angels? The soft locks. Or like, what do people do in their set? Also, the Teferi's Puzzle Box, same kind of idea. Yes, soft like locks. The, the Actually, I like that better than Teferi's Puzzle Box because Teferi's Puzzle Box can't make colorless mana and right. costs four to fucking cast. Right, that's what I love about this is you can curve it really incidentally. It doesn't cost you anything to run the package other than one land slot and a Planeswalker you were probably supposed to be running anyway for control. And we, need the, we need the old, old good days back. Stasis... Root Maze, and Chromatog. Jesus. No. I, I will skip the next 42 billion turns. Enjoy decking yourself. Deck yourself. <laughs> How did you play that all on turn two? Because it's stupid like that. Green blue. That was from the era where like people, they'd print magic cards and no one really knew what they did. Yeah. Yep. It was like cold storage. 
Do you remember reading cold storage and like, what the fuck does this even? Yeah, vaguely. No. <laughs> you put them on cold storage? I'm sure it's errata to like exile. Cold storage like a camouflage from Alpha Beta Unlimited, I believe, on a stick. But you're, you're reading it, it says, you know, pay some amount of mana, put a creature you control on cold storage. Yep. Special like, new zone, cold storage. Right. I, I, I'm sure the errata says into exile with this and then blah, 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 the rest of the card, because lots of things work that way now. Sure. Yeah. But just reading cards that, what the fuck did they think we were supposed to m- make of this? <laughs> Come on, it's hip. They're in cold storage. <laughs> you know, Jesus. like people argued that um, time walk means you win the game because the first printing was target player loses next turn. <laughs> Oops. Awesome. Like disenchant said uh, something to the effect of an artifact or enchantment is discarded. Yeah. So people are like, does, does that mean like I look at your hand? Does that mean like if it's in play? It means you talk shit to that card. You discard it. Yeah. You got to throw wow. it away, rip it up. All the no, time. That was, that was Chaos no Orb, if you remember, the uh, uh, Chaos Confetti. Chaos Confetti. <laughs> throw it away, rip it up. That's the way we like yeah, the book. Uncard, if if you don't know, dear listener, that literally told you to rip it to pieces as part of its effect. I loved that card. Fuck, that was a cool card. Yeah, they're they're one of the harder to find magic cards because people did rip them up. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I, I played Chaos Confetti. <laughs> the the most brilliant people, design people because eventually it. the last few people who had the patience get rewarded so heavily. I remember there were people that played Chaos Confetti that kept like a copy on the side that already was ripped up. Yep. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's the, obviously the smarter move, but it was so satisfying to every time you use the card, you just tear it into pieces. Yeah. But at some point, you know, you gotta, you know, keep. I did it once. Gotta, I did it once. <laughs> you gotta keep playing it. You gotta keep one whole one back and one torn. I did not. I did not. <laughs> I just tore the first one and called it. It was I awesome. I embraced the chaos confetti and made it confetti of chaos. <laughs> it was awesome. I have no regrets. It was a lot of no fun. Regrets. <laughs> oh man. I have no idea how we got to the point we were just at. Nope. Nope. Um, There's no circling that shit back. The ambiguity <laughs> of old cards, I think. Okay. Oh yeah. I'm just thinking of old cards. Singing trees. Yeah. What did singing trees do? It uh, tapped to turn a creature into an O3 until end of turn or something like that. Abyssal horror bitch. It was like a forecast. It was like one green and three. Because that was reasonably powerful in Arabian Nights. Yeah. Oh, what, what's it doing? Yeah, do that. I, I kind of wish we would get one of those complete reset sets after this. You know, like after the friction evasion stopped and they're just like, you know what? Have a, have a fucking Chronicles set. And let's just reset the power curve. A chron- another Chronicles set would be very strange. I think what they'd have to do is just say something like, okay, so for the next two years, we're not printing standard. <laughs> yeah. Like what you have in standard is good for the next two years from now. And then it all rotates at once. <laughs> that would be awesome though. That would be interesting. We will periodically just ban cards as we go. Just so you know. Starting with uh, forest. <laughs> as long as it ends with the island. That was what? 1995 duelist. The uh, April fool's joke that was printed all in there. The issue came out. It said uh, Wizards has decided to ban islands starting this next day. What? Yeah, yeah. They're overpowered because they can cast blue spells. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is a two-page article. It was uh, good. Yeah. Oh my god, perfect. Du- Duelist was a cool magazine. Back that in would the day. be what I'd want to read on a train. Yeah, that'd be dope. 
it, it was neat. It was magic articles and fun stuff and things. And you're like, yeah, I would like that back. But when it went digital, it, it lost that. <laughs> yeah, before magazines and all that shit went, like magazines were definitely in a race to the bottom though. Yeah. I remember I, like in the grocery store, I used to pick up bass player magazine because fuck it, why not? Right. And it would be so hard, like towards the end of the printing of that, it'd be really hard to navigate the volume ads, of ads. ads. Yeah, it was like 60 to 70, 70% ads. Yeah. It was like fucking out of control. Yeah. I remember like my high school yearbook sold ads in the back of it, mm -hmm. but at least they were in the fucking back. It, it made the yearbook probably 15 pages thicker or something. <laughs> But and everybody just skipped right past yeah, it. I don't know. You can check it out if you want to. I, I feel like that work with magazines now because ads are so targeted and really know what you actually want. You can be like, I don't know, man. What's there's probably good shit back here. <laughs> as long as you know you're getting into it, that seems kind of dope. I sure did talk about this near some technology today. Right. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not even freaked out when that happens anymore. I'm just like, oh, that was convenient. I, I was thinking about that. Awesome. Ads, ads I see are so rarely accurate to anything, but it. Oh, they got my fucking number. Dude, my, ads are, my ads are all fucked up on my phone because one time I spaced off while an ad was playing for a chainsaw sharpener. <laughs> and I just spaced off and was thinking about other shit. And then I was, oh man, I'm, this ad just ran like four times. <laughs> and ever since then, I've been getting ads for like chainsaws oh, and chainsaw sharpeners like crazy. <laughs> and, and because that happened, like once I was just holding my phone and I fucked up, because I was thinking I'm looking at TikTok, but no, I'm not. I'm looking at Instagram stories. So instead of tapping it to go to the next one, I swipe up, which opens the ad, reinforcing <laughs> that chainsaw sharpeners is what I'm interested yeah. in. Don't give me this. And I am locked story. in to chainsaw <laughs> sharpeners now. They know you. Jesus. <laughs> which like, at least that's pretty fucking metal. Yeah. Yeah. You into chainsaws? No, chainsaw sharpener. Serial killer or dad? We're not sure which. Chainsaw. It's supposed to be dull, you twit. It'll hurt more. <laughs> <laughs> so brutal. So brutal. Oh, man. So anyway, that's Explorer. Yes, yes. Also, I tried Angels in there. And? It didn't feel like it got any more powerful. But yeah. other decks felt like they did. A lot of horizontal steps for angels. A lot of, a lot of yeah, angels. It's, it's, I, don't, I still don't think it's going to make an advance until it has a really actually good one drop or another really good like two drop angel. A one drop angel that was a Lawn War Elf would be amazing. For, only for angels. Yeah. Yeah. One for one one flying angel tap. Uh, produce one. Giada mana. Mana that can only be used for. Or one mana. One Giada. Color that can only be used to cast angels. It is. It's the angel bird of paradise. Yeah. If they did that. Yes. Then I think it goes tier one. I think that might do it. But man. But they're not going to fucking do it. So. They really should. I mean, there's no reason not to. I'm kind of interested. I, it, it would totally violate. Like, it would have to be green. It would have to be green. If it was green and like tapped for a white mana that only made angels or something. That's all right. We've got all these Giana unclaimed. already does it. We're at two casting costs. It's already a card. I think when you like when you drop down to a one mana that taps for one, you've you've bled the color pie pretty hard. <laughs> it could be green. It doesn't matter. We have unclaimed territories. We, you know what I mean. I mean, you can set up your base to do that easily. Super easily. It, it wouldn't Wait, be hard. You want to play collected company regardless. Yeah. So you're green. You can already yeah. go into green. I was running uh, before the new set dropped. Uh, eight elves in the list to accelerate up. So I was casting you. Know, Coco's turn three and Kyla's reclamation and whoop. Man, I, I just want Reckless Bushwhacker. I, I'm, 
I want hey, eight whack, and you no, know we need, we need Legion loyalists too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Legion but, loyalist is necessary. Eh, I I can sort of get around that, but fucking reckless bushwhacker wizards, get after it. I want to play it again. That deck was the most. You want to play whack and wizards again, dude? Whack and wizards all day. Whack and, whack and wizard. <laughs> yeah, whack and that wood wizard. <laughs> so uh, mature. That was yeah. The the wood edition was really what brought it back to junior high for me. <laughs> Uh, Whacking the old wood wizard. This is the second wow. time hey, I thought of Damn It by Blink-182. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. But yeah, other, other than that stuff in Explore, I think there's still a lot of room to experiment with decks, and there's a lot of ideas that can come of, across. A lot of room to explore? Yes, in Explorer. Whoa, Whoa man. Alchemy is also a format, but ignore that one. No, so, no, no. Fuck that format. <laughs> I mean, Historic has started to look a lot more fun, but every so often I keep running over those uh, Crucius, whatever. Oh my God, that busted what? ass Rakdos card that seeks to Oh, Cruciatus. To yeah. Yeah, one red, one black, one colorless, three, three. Uh, at the end of your turn, you can discard a card. And when it enters play and when you end your turn or something like that. I don't remember. Discard a card. Yep. Discard a card. Say upper or lower or something. And if you say upper, it looks for a converted mana cost greater than your card. And if lower, it looks for one lower. It's just stupid good. So it's a drug dealer. It's just yeah. stupid good. It's a distribution <laughs> you tell specialist. If you want uppers or downers, I've got my two cast costs. Like, ooh, I need. I'm gonna need to get your card out of your hand. I'm gonna go lower. I got a thought seize now, bitches. Yeah, you can literally set your deck up so it's like a tutor. Just down for thought seize, <laughs> up for this. Oh my god, that card is so stupid. That's pretty dope. Yeah, uh, but the one that goes best with it is actually in the Jund version. The Jund version that also has the yeah, yeah. earlier three drop. Yes, the three drop that is red green and does almost the same thing. Yep. But with intensity. Yep. <laughs> and it, yeah, so with intensity, it isn't just limited to anything. It can cast anything at once. Is that an ability? Yeah. Yes. What does intensity do? Okay. Uh, intensity allows them to cast a card from the grave at the beginning of the combat step, or is it? Dude, don't look at me. I, I got no fucking idea. I just know I, it's a mechanic it's, that's new. I think new. it's the beginning of the, com <laughs> beginning of the combat step allows you to cast a spe uh, spell from your graveyard equal to your intensity. Just, you get to do that. And if, it do, if you do cast a spell, you increase your intensity by one. I want to remind everyone that we're experts. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could, I could look this up, but I just, I'm trying to remember. I, I have professionally not looked at Historic as much as possible. Because, like, every part of the deck lo decks look really cool until I get to the alchemy cards and I'm like, Dumb. I'm done. Just, oh, no. Nope. Sending you decks that work. I know. Most of them I don't know. even have alchemy stuff to it. I hate I, decks that work. <laughs> I'd rather just play Explorer because, like, Standard is still all about Rakdos, Atraxa, and until somebody solves that shit, I'm not dealing with it. And Explorer is fun. Explorer has so many weird things to be doing right now. You just want to play boats, boats, boats more. I mean, I'm on the mono green kick for a minute because I want to see if I can perfect that deck. It's close. It's getting so much closer. I don't know. It is pretty cool when you get to play like a mono green control deck. It's just got so many angles it never used to have. Like you can Coco into Pelucranos, which is kind of like Cocoing into a fucking worm coil engine because it basically <laughs> becomes one. Well, you got to have six <laughs> mana next turn to do that, though. I mean, that's... What's a Nykthos for when you just dumped out two things that are green, green, green? You know what I mean? Sure. But you will get there. It's... That's... Pretty out there. It's amazing when it happens, though. 
And the point the point is that this deck just has so many more angles now, and it doesn't have to race up the curve and get into those awkward scenarios where you're like, I do want this five drop, but like also I need to curve out perfectly for that to actually make sense in this very aggressive deck. I'm just happy I get to run so many Canker Blooms main. You are obsessed with that card. It's a really good card. I remember seeing it in the spoiler. That was my number one card of the set. Like, okay, it destroys artifacts or enchantments or proliferates, and it's a 3-2. So it's a beating down on things and solves problems. We have had a fucking renaissance of 3-2s for two in Jund colors in like the last year. True. We've had T-Dog. Yeah. We've had fucking Blood Tithe Vampire, whatever the fuck it's called. Harvester. Harvester, Blood Tithe Harvester. Yep. Now we got this fucking thing. Hankers. And like that artifact that reanimates for black mana, it's not slouch either. That's oh, Razor Lash. Uh, yeah, it's 3 1. Transmogrant. Yeah. yeah. But it comes back as a 4 2. <laughs> it's it's, totally it's an card. honorable mention in the class. <laughs> yeah. You but split those, the difference. That's how it works. That's, 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 that's a lot of 3 2s. That's a lot of aggression and utility on your 2 curve. Yeah. So good. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a good time to jund. I mean, in standard, right, in standard right now, I'm just rocking mono black and nothing else because the mono black can be built to beat the shit out of Rakdos Reanimator because you just run the dreams of steel and oil in the main and all of a sudden their attractions are never coming. It's wild how flexible mono black is. Yeah. Yeah, you just go low to the ground, you run the Razor Lash Transmogrants in the main. Uh, zero. Zero invokes. In the 75? Yep. Wow. You don't need any. You don't go above four on the wow. curve now. Shieldred is the top and everything else just flows into that so you are curving out with perfection in fairness shieldred does seem like a top <laughs> yeah i think there's one gixus command because i found that to be good in 60 ish percent of the matchups that card sometimes does the most unfair things on a like a mid-range board yep it's wonderful but anyway that deck yeah that's where i'm at in standard Explorer, it's going to be mono green for a while but i'll get i'll get back to boats i went on a 24 and one run with that stupid deck so I feel like I should probably give it a little bit more time once I'm done playing with the new toys. Oh, here's another toy you can try playing with. Um, it's Explorer. Try building elves. Elves? Yeah. Is that a thing now? I what did we know. get out of the new? It's just elves. You got Tivar is the most recent thing, so you didn't get like a brand new there, but... Oh, we tried this when Tivar came out. It's it's not... It, it can't deal with the uh, control decks at all. But are the control decks being played right now? Azorius is. Not the Lotus Field, just the regular Azorius oh, right, one. Really? Mm-hmm. I run into that about one out of every five. Oh, wow. Okay. I haven't run into it yet. That's why I ended up with the Throne in the Mono Green Aggro sideboard for that, a minute. That to makes go more sense. The uh, Red You got all Roma. paranoid about some wiggledy piggledy, you know. <laughs> the Gandalf wizards. scare. <laughs> yeah. a, I give them Saruman's. Why blue players are Saruman. Okay, I got to ask. <laughs> Ren and Realm Breaker in Mono Green Aggro off the sideboard for Explorer. Like or dislike? It doesn't sound very good. Wait, what? What'd you, what'd you just ask? So the Renan Realm Breaker Planeswalker. Okay. Off the sideboard for Mono Green and Explorer. Do you like it or dislike it? I mean, I love it because I really like uh, that Planeswalker when I read it. Yeah. But I haven't played it. I have no idea the context. I just want it to be good and really enjoy the idea of playing that Planeswalker. Fair. Seems like Zero. a dope thing to do. Three mana Planeswalkers. If I get it on like turn two or turn three, cool. I can start kind of going raw. But doesn't white blue have plenty of ways to deal with it? 
to deal with that. To deal with, yeah, with the planeswalker. Or are they not running the fateful absences and those that stuff anymore? <coughs> is the fairy no longer? They in? may have two fateful absences um, at most. They may have zero. And Teferi is still a thing, but there's a lot of shit they have to contain. And the idea is that Ren and Realmbreaker, if it gets to the ult, you win the game because you just recast everything out of the grave ad nauseum. I can see if you have the slots and putting one in. You know, it, it, maybe it's better than the uh, Vivian, is it Monsters Advocate? Uh, that, the, the problem I have there, drop? right, that's the problem is it's a five drop <laughs> against a control deck with two and three mana counters. But Vivian's also in multiple other matches is the point. Where do you like her besides that? Oh, you bring that in red, red, black, mid. You're, that's always in. That card's amazing against them. Okay. You know how in New Capenna there was an alternate version of Obnixilis where he's like wearing a fucking suit? Yeah. And just looking like a gangster? Yeah. I want to see like a Vivian Monsters Advocate on New Capenna where Vivian's like a lawyer that works for like Bayloths. <laughs> a lawyer that works for Bayloths. Uh, that was an adventure and a half. That was all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, what, what's, what's your reasons? You think the Ren's just because it can ult in it's four turns, right? Before it can ult. Four turns before it can ult, but you can go up one and then down, down and end up with, you know, just net positives there too, if you need to. Isn't it? But you only get to choose out of the ones you mill, correct? Yes. But everything runs a permanent, basically. So unless you get triple cocoa on it, you're getting something. And usually it's kind of like you're impulsing. Hmm. So I'm, I'm, I'm down for trying one. I've got one. I had three initially. Three was too many. I pushed it back down to one. one. One seems like a fine try. I also dumped the fourth tribute to the world tree in the sideboard. Because I figured why not just have the fourth for these control matchups where it gets grindy as fuck. Yeah, I'm still not sure on that. How do they contain it? You know what I mean? No, but what are you, what are you citing out? Bushwhacks, typically. But those are lands. So you're just going with the reduced land count. Slightly reduced, yeah. Okay. It's like I, little, could, I could see citing a bushwhack. Okay. I mean, if you're on the draw, it's no problem. Right. And I usually get rid of two if I'm on the draw, one okay. if I'm on the play. So Slight more, slightly more risky on the play. Okay. So just you're bringing in one and one. Yeah. That, that seems fine. That seems adventurous. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The deck's fascinating. Why no Yorvo in your build? Is that the one that every time a green spell happens it pumps up yeah yeah what card in that deck is it better than i mean i would consider it better than steel leaf by the choice between running four steel leaves and four of that i'd run four of that oh well then cut one of the steel leaves and put in a yorvo i mean i did okay <laughs> yeah i just it's like steel leaf it's five already this card it, it's four do you sideboard uh, the, what, what was the uh, bouncers beatdowns? Uh, they're in for Greasefang, right? Yeah. Are they also the for Black Rakdos? Agro, Rakdos, Sack, Rakdos mid, yeah. Where, where are you getting the slots for the bouncer beatdowns? For which match? For any of those three, pick one. Okay, Rakdos, Sack, you pull a Lanowar Elf and an Elvish Mystic are where you start because they got little ping things and they're not as good in those matchups. You don't think you should be attempting to get the turn two giant plays because they're going to be able to contain them with like claims and removal. Yeah. They've got gotcha. fatal pushes and claims and that's a lot of stuff and so much draw. <laughs> so on average against these mid-range matchups, you're boarding out a couple elves. Yep. A couple elves. Okay. And in my build, things that are going to come out, let's see. Um, 
Oh, uh, a werewolf will come out. Sure, sure. And uh, depending on what else I'm bringing in in that match. Sure. Because I'm bringing in like the big Vivian then for that. Right. Big and, Viv. Yeah. Big V. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. This is... <laughs> Man, oh thinking is hard. <laughs> Isn't this wonderfully difficult, everyone? I hope everyone's at home having a grand old time. <laughs> yeah, we got to upload this today. Oh. <laughs> oh. It'll be so easy. Don't worry. It'll oh, be boy. so we'll be easy. happy. <laughs> well, Christmas came early. Like, Her name like was Christmas? ejaculation. <laughs> Whatever you want to call the snowflakes, yes. Would that be what? like if Christmas came in October and like premature ejaculated on October? You know, I'm thinking of like Playboy models and this is getting really interesting. Well, I mean, if Christmas <laughs> literally ejaculated, it would be snowflakes, right? Could it maybe? be? Maybe snow globes with snowflakes. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> it's like marbles coming out of a peen. That's all I can imagine. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a big peen though. It's like a global economic peen. <laughs> Jesus, they're just rolling out. Yeah. Like the, the ping God. pong ball trick. <laughs> <laughs> Clunk. Jesus. <laughs> wow. What an image. What an image. Who wants to play football? <laughs> I think it's more like the snow globes are just the swimmers. You know what I'm saying? Given the scale of all of this. The little Michael Phelpses. And some of them. One of them. Let's, let's get real. There's... Maybe on the odds of being the sperm that gets into the egg chance of giving someone a snow globe and having them be stoked about it. <laughs> Accurate. I mean, like, uh, I, the most hopeful I would be giving somebody a snow globe as a gift would be, they'd be like, oh, there's like a blank space where I don't have shit sitting on a table that this would be perfect for. <laughs> have you ever met anyone who actually likes snow globes? No, no, they just put them on a mantle, walk away. Right. That's so all you, you do. Give up. It's it's like the fucking pound cake of shit that you can decorate. The pound cake of kitsch. That's why I'm wondering, like, who the fuck keeps thinking the idea that I should buy this person a snow globe? Doesn't that usually like a, a, a movie that's going to be kind of like sad or... If it's a kid's movie, there, there's like going to be a, a harrowing second act that will start with someone looking at a, like a snow globe. That is it's a an ominous start to a movie. It's a trope. Yeah. Yeah. Even in kids' movies. I, I always Hell, find, I think they do it in Hook. I hope so. <laughs> I always find it to be the, the boomer Karens that really got into them. You know what I mean? Like if anybody's into them, it's them. Because they into get what? these weird hobbies. Like it's, it's like they were denied Beanie Babies for... So they picked up something random that they did. Like my mom, my mom, for instance. Uh, what she are they? Snow globes? No, no, no. no. What are, <laughs> nutcrackers. She's got like oh, 50 of these fucking I, things. I've seen those. Yeah, 50 of these fucking things. That is, that is her Beanie Baby collection, basically. It's just nutcrackers. And I see other old white women that do this. Right. There's there's a chance that someone will be stoked about getting a snow globe. Right. But That's it who is. It's really like one in four million, like the odds of being the sperm that hits the egg chance. Yeah. It's like four That's women low. in America. <laughs> and if you get them, you get them. And they have like 40% of the snow globes. <laughs> and actually, this is one time that there's an inequality of, of material that I'm okay with. <laughs> I am totally cool with snow globe billionaires. I'm going to go on the record and say that. <laughs> I too shall uh, support 
you in this uh, declaration. In fact, I'd, I'd say that snow globes are just tax-free and inheritance. Fuck it. Why not? Have <laughs> give as many as you want to the next generation. All snow globe exchanges. Have a really long list of like who doesn't get it after Thanksgiving <laughs> because of that look <laughs> or that tattoo they came back from spring break with. Honey, you love me, right? Yep. Don't worry. You're not going to get any snow globes. They'll go to your cousin. So Mortimer's you, horrible. You know, in the law of probate, wills and estates, that kind of shit. Right. In many states, including this one, there's a, a provision that your will can refer to a list that will basically be like, I'm going to change this list periodically. Yep. And when I die, it's that version of it. Oh my God. That, yeah. So that solves the issue of like granny trying to contact the lawyer every two weeks with the different <laughs> things she's mad at or changed her mind about. <laughs> It, so they I had to legislate this because it was, such, everything. it was such a problem. The they had to create a legislation, a legislative provision for, for granny to just be like, I changed my mind week to week <laughs> without having to like call the lawyer. Isn't that great? <laughs> Isn't that just wonderful? Yeah. Well, we know where the movers and shakers are in legislation then. <laughs> I, it's also one of Probate those lawyers. Like, how many, I don't know. I don't know who, I don't know who wanted that. It's, it's from a bygone era. Maybe you, you could like actually get useful things passed as law. You know, right. some laws from the past were useful. Bunch of lawyers just sitting there bitching about it in their free time. Like, God damn, Both all these mother grannies. And my mother-in-law are yelling about law. having that to call lawyers. That is a really useful law. Right. I mean, laws, it, it's weird. Like <laughs> that, I mean, people are like, lawyers shouldn't be in the legislature. Like, why though? <laughs> We've passed useful shit. <laughs> Don't you want a surgeon working on your appendix? Right. <laughs> no, I want the guy who chugs beer and rides a bicycle around town yeah, telling give me, me, give me Joe six pack. Uh, <laughs> the laws can be useful. Good enough there. Uh, my God. But entire like fucking fortunes of snow globes could be on one notebook. That would be amazing. Granny changing her mind. Imagine it's just like an Excel spreadsheet and she just no, goes back and it's forth. Not, it's granny. It's granny. Oh, fair. These Excel, are notebooks. That's on the computer. He's, Maybe it's just a, a board that she moves things back and forth. Yes, no, yes, no, all the way down. I, I, I just Uncle picture... Uncle Ned's ahead by a nose. I picture a notebook yeah. written where, like, both sides of the paper's written on in small font. Yes, <laughs> yes. Because Granny's not going to, like, let this notebook go to waste. <laughs> I think Granny's going to have many of these notebooks that have gone because they're going to explain why. Francine did not... To respect me at dinner the other night. It she be, was very crass. There's probably and I didn't a, a collection it. of notebooks to go with the snow globes. Yeah. It's, it's like Granny is, is the guy from Seven. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. Because they would be in no particular order. Yeah. Uh, God. Can you imagine that later so the wonderful. snow globes are actually somehow worth money because there's like they're made of snow globium and we didn't know it, <laughs> and people are actually litigating this. There was a strange situation. They had to go through they hundreds. Go through all the lists that are out of order, and there's fucking attorneys looking at, like, you can see that it must be a later one because her handwriting is worse. And, like, no, 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 no. She had arthritis at the time, and there was this surgery. Her handwriting got better, therefore it must be these. I've got the, I've got the movie <laughs> the world plot for would follow it. the trial with their fucking jaws on the floor. Like, how has it come to this? But how did we not see it coming? As ever. I have the movie plot for this already. I... She bought a whole bunch of snow globes that were from a foreign country that were confiscated in a situation for low amount. But what she didn't know and what the government didn't know when they brought them over to sell them is all of them were filled with depleted uranium because it was supposed to be a smuggling operation for some other contras and things. So 
Granny has enough depleted uranium that she's actually a, a legitimate nuclear power now. And that's how you start it. That's how it's that's how you start it. Granny actually has the commie nukes. <laughs> that's how you that's how you make the we have this is going to court. This is uh, this is the right. nation. And we, we, we did pass the law saying you can just pass snow globes on and the government doesn't care. Yeah. We don't worry about that, it. This movie's hilarious. Yeah, man. It's, it's like lost into law. This movie's hilarious. You might you could make the greatest, funniest law movie ever. I, I know how to get it made, too. We just pick an Avenger that makes sense as the protagonist. And Ooh. that's the movie. Good idea. Good idea. Which one would you want, though? Um, yeah, I don't know. So is it... Do we want she Granny, is, Granny might be a protagonist, because I could see, like, going back in time to see Granny making the decisions why she did. I mean, Granny's definitely going to have flashbacks. around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're arguing it was this, it was that. So it's important who we cast as Granny. I think for something this dignified, we need nothing less than Meryl Streep. Yeah. <laughs> Meryl Streep would be perfect as the villain. I'm, I'm down for this. This is fun. Meryl Streep elevates anything she's involved with. I, so I, I'm, I'm sure this is a I'd good also use take of her time. time. Helen Mirren. That would be acceptable. Susan Sarandon would be would be excellent. I don't. I, Sarandon doesn't have that. We get to. Uh, no, it doesn't hit for me. For, for the, well, wait, wait. What about Sarandon as like the the counselor in Rick and Morty? Ooh. Right. Because she's she's got like a really assertive edge. Okay. Okay. And. She could, like, I could see her riding that edge right into antagonism. Hmm, okay. I can work with this. Who's the Avenger, though? I don't know. Um, we could pick one that doesn't really have any, like, Wiccan or one of those, you know, like, one of Wanda's kids, where nobody basically knows shit about them, so it doesn't matter what we do with their story. Fair. Fair. An original Avenger story. Or, you know, we could put in either She-Hulk or we could put in yeah, just, Daredevil as the lawyer. Right, in She-Hulk. <laughs> what about Deadpool? He can appear. Everyone loves Deadpool. But when you write that in, you, you do Deadpool somehow is on the jury. Right. There we go. That's, Deadpool somehow is on the jury. This will work fine. Deadpool is on the jury. Let's make this I think Ryan Reynolds. He, he winds up on the jury because he shows up on laundry day. Like Ryan Reynolds would, would agree to a, a quick thing like that. Like, yeah, this yeah. is stupid. It's funny. <laughs> Only if we get Hugh Jackman on board also. No, that's that's too far. Yeah. That's going There's too far. There's not a good role for him in this. What would Wolverine do? I mean, if you can if you can give me like a convincing way for him to go fuck off. I'm always down for that. <laughs> but not in oh, oh, I know. He opens the mail for jury duty. <laughs> he just goes, and fuck goes, off and fuck no. <laughs> throws it away. We got him in. We got Wolverine, baby. Ooh, he movie could, rocks. He could light the letter and use it to light a cigar. I'm yeah. Canadian, you fucking idiots. Yeah. Lights letter. Yeah. Lights well, a cigar. He's huffing the cigar. I'm fucking Canadian anyway. <laughs> Just humming like hell Canada. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's funny. See, look, this is going to be it. We're going to get a whole movie written here in a little bit. All right. So we need some other bits. This is for, how uh, we get Meryl Streep into the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, right yeah. here. We're doing it right now. <laughs> I can't wait for the scenario where these uh, oh, AI man. engines can actually, you know, like create the deep fakes and build these movies. So you can just prompt them into making this. Which just so mm -hmm. you know, that is the plot of the movie Simone. Yeah. Simone? Yeah. yeah With Al Pacino. A, an, an Al Pacino movie from like more than 20 years ago. I think it's 2001. Really? Yeah, it's, it's basically like a parable of the cave thing. Yeah. And then applies the parable of the cave uh, to technology and has a fake pop star actor who's in movies you know writes songs but doesn't exist is is completely an artificial being this dude invented a program that you can create any sort of persona person whatever you want right because simone is real. also like sim, sim one. one 
Oh, okay. And you can create anything. So it's like the deep fakes now. You can create anything because it pulls from anything. So you can always yeah. do whatever you want. Sounds just how you want. I believe as he's Everything. designing the character as well, he's like a little bit of this from Meryl Streep. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine though, if you could just write a screenplay into a computer and it just created the footage. Yeah. That'd be, we'll be, we'll be there in a few years. I, you know, by the time you wrote, I mean like I'd want to see it, but it seems like by the time you wrote a whole screenplay, you've seen it in your mind. <laughs> Well, yeah, but imagine if other people, it'd be like the coolest version of TikTok. If you could one person an entire movie production with the assistance of technology, that would be amazing. Right. It'd be if, so if much cool stuff. you could pump a script into it and then just like, it gives you the movie back and you're like, no AI, change this. I don't like the lighting here. Make it more like this. Yeah. Right. It could even be like, no, I want the background to have this Kurosawa vibe, but like the sort that was in the last Jedi in the throne room and AI is like, yeah, I know exactly what the fuck you mean. I'm AI. <laughs> but I feel like this is going to happen yeah, in the next I, decade. I, yeah, I think, I think, yeah, for real. If you like, if you had those knobs that you could be turning, which naturally you could, there's right. no knobs. You just tell it to do stuff. It's like, like this. You're like, fuck yeah. Like that. Or like, no, people don't have that many eyes. You're weird. You know? <laughs> Why do you, are you seeing angels? <laughs> what do you think we are? We're angels intelligence. Damn it. Damn it. AI. Oh. Yeah. I just, I feel like that's coming in the next decade and it's going to be amazing probably when it happens. Well, not the first version. The first version is going to be rough, but like version 10 yeah, will be ver awesome. Well, because of the rule of the pornography industry by version three, the bodysuit style will have won out over everything else. Because do you know what? Every major technological advancement has occurred or Decades upon decades upon decades, decades per decades. It's whatever the porn industry chooses. Every time. That's how we got to the moon, baby. VHS versus Betamax happened because of the porn industry. Like those, all Human those. missile crisis. Yeah, when you're narrowing down which thing to use, it happens. So there, I thought you were being very serious about like, how do you think we got to the moon? I'm like. North American free trade agreement. <laughs> God damn it. All backed by porn. Yeah. Was, uh, Hugh Hefner was behind it all. What a, what a boss. He's like what, the cool. Hugh Hefner was like the Henry Kissinger of the porn era. You know, like he pretended like he was above it, but let's get real. You think back in that day, everybody wasn't getting laid. I mean, Hugh Hefner was like, if Joe Biden was really cool. Everywhere. Oh, who knows? It got really, it got really funny the older he got though. Yeah. Like the pajamas got funnier. He got way more ridiculous as he got older. The young women around him got funnier. Hey, everybody. I'm going to appear in some movies too because this is funny. I'm going to be in Entourage hey, a bunch. Why? Because it's fun and you're just making me look amazing. Lee, like Lee, Stan Lee of Viagra. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just cameos on cameos, baby. That's where Hugh is for hey, Viagra. I, I still, I intentionally bought it. I'm going to put it in a frame eventually. I bought a Playboy from the, the month and year I was born. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it was iconic in its heyday. It, yeah. It like, was like, was remember motherfuckers used to have posters of just the logo. Yeah. Nope. Fuckers would run around and get tattoos oh, of just it. the yeah. Playboy logo, you know, next to their barbed wire and that fucking tribal and that shit. And I you knew a girl was down. That. And you knew a girl was oh. down. She had a Playboy bunny tattoo right next to her pussy. Some of them would just have Dude, special tan stamps. Oh, yeah. Almost every one of them would have a Playboy bunny tan stamp. Yeah. Oh, or man. at least have fucked around with that at one point. <laughs> <laughs> it was a thing. Everyone knew it. It was. It was. Oh, yeah. That was, that was the era of the lower back tattoos. Roaming the earth like dinosaurs. Oh man, that was awesome. And you got Gal who had a little mm. frog there. And so whenever she's on the dance floor, she'd see my froggy bounce. God damn, that's fantastic. Yeah, just like, <laughs> wow, just that's creativity. That's that's excellent. Yeah. There's so many great <laughs> tattoos out there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 
tattoos, Star Wars, Din Grogu. Din Grogu. <laughs> a little bit of magic in there. Like the armorer's voice is is burned into my mind like a Matt Trey voice now. <laughs> hey, have, has South Park like done anything with the Mandalorian yet? No. Because that sounds like something fun they could do. <laughs> yes, uh, there's no way they haven't touched that in some way. Nope. I, even like Cartman like has a Mandalorian toy. or like Because Cartman always has the hot new bullshit. Yeah, yeah. No, they haven't touched it. Huh. I've watched Cartman all the new seasons. Have a dark saber or anything? Nope, not a single mention wow. in three seasons that were most recent. Wow. That doesn't make any sense to me at all. They hit on a lot of really funny shit, though. Maybe they're okay. saving they up They had for a it. lot of material to go from. Like there, There is an episode about Easy. Like an entire one de dedicated to Yeezy. Oh my. It's called Cupid Yee. <laughs> oh my. It's fucking fantastic. Oh wow. I, I am looking forward to catching up with the South Park of these last years. Oh, it's fantastic. They I, hit I all watched, the shit. It's, it's wild though. Like there wasn't even like a Mandalorian character in the background of a Halloween episode. Nothing. Nothing. Almost Butters like wasn't Din Djarin, anything. Nope. They have a great chat GPT episode. <laughs> I want to see like uh, Wait, Mr. Garrison be the armorer. Is cock magic from the most recent season? Oh God, that's many years ago. Or is that, yeah, so old? many years yeah. ago. Yeah, um, I think. Well, that's like three ten. or four. It's not ten. Tenish. It's been a long time what? since Cock Magic. It's been a long time. Oh really? There, there are like twenty plus seasons of this shit at Cock, this point. Cock Magic no, is now one of the Elder Spells. Okay. It is. It yeah. is. Yeah. Is that before Tegrity? Yes, far before. Oh, I thought it was way after Tegrity. In the long, long ago. Maybe there's a second one. <laughs> I don't know. If you watch like episode one of season one and then you watch one of the more recent episodes, it's wild to see how far they've come. Hey, wait. Did you start watching South Park before the show? Huh. So, that, yeah, the first episode we got to see back in like junior high, high school. It was like junior high, shoot. Was the Santa versus Jesus uh, pilot. Oh my God. It wasn't an actual yeah, they, series They yet. literally made they, it out of construction paper. That's yeah. why the style looks like that. Yeah. They they made so cool. they made their first thing out of pieces of construction paper where they're just moving the mouths and the eyes and because that's you know what what technology was that's what was affordable once they got the show very quickly into it uh, it was easy to design software because it's pretty easy to reproduce you know cutouts from fucking construction paper right. as it went over the years it became more and more cartoon yeah but <laughs> the the earliest South Park was a hundred percent manual. Wild and done by Matt and Trey by hand, so awesome. So a lot of talent. Yes, because like, goddamn, I did not even know that. Yes, yeah, it made us do start doing claymation stuff. That's insane. So like to be that intelligent and also weirdly into construction paper. It's it's so cool. Like a medium, it's like it all is. Right. But like, yeah, how many really people would have medium. ever thought to put it together? Literally just them, and to make it this level. Their opening thing is Santa versus Jesus. They're fighting in a wrestling ring. They're like the John Lennon and Paul McCartney of nihilism. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys are hip. <laughs> Who oh, else man. takes a bunch of trippies before they go to the Oscars? <laughs> oh, yeah. We have to go around the block again. We're not ready to get out yet. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, man. Showing up, like, even the early interviews where they're just playing characters the whole time, like they're Andy Kaufmaning, like, yeah, Hollywood forever. And they're doing an <laughs> interview from a jacuzzi just talking shit. About everyone. <laughs> and the, like, it's over the top and ridiculous, or at least it was in the context of that period of time. Right. But they're just committing to the bit and not breaking character. Did you see their original movie? Cannibal Which, the Musical? Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> that one's just, ooh, it's a Dahmer party, right? 
Is what now? The Donner Party. Is that I story? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck. I need to see Book of Mormon. Book of Mormon's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I still haven't seen it. I, I'd say it's it's like like an A-minus South Park episode, basically, with more Disney songs than usual. Okay. I, I still and generally prefer basketball. Fair. It, what it taught me is, because I, I remember it came out and it won like all the, the fucking, was it Tony's that you get? Yeah, yes. every single one. It won everything and, and everybody was on TV raving about it. People that never talked about musicals were raving about it, you know, and it was the dick and fart joke guys that got all these awards. Like, oh my God, this must be amazing. I went to, it's damn good. Right. But that let me know like how low the fucking bar for musicals is because. Incredibly. <laughs> right. Like it was, it was a, it was a pretty good episode of South Park. I liked that there was a lot of it. It was kind of funny that there were literally people singing about it. Right. But it was the same kind of, you know, general fare as South Park, just like as as a musical. Yeah. And that's the greatest musical of all time. Well, not anymore, right? Isn't, isn't it Hamilton is considered? I don't, I don't, really I don't know. know what is considered. I know that. I don't know about Hamilton. I was like, oh, it's Hamilton. Yeah, this is cool. Moving on. I know Hamilton was a big fucking deal. Yeah. I, I know that a lot of people in their 50s and 60s told me, like, the rap was actually really good. And then I went and looked at, like, YouTube videos of like, it, and I was like, no. Yeah, okay. <laughs> this, I I'm think, glad you liked rap. Uh, I'm glad you had there's air a positive right experience with rap. <laughs> I guess also I'll letting... I'll call that rap. It's no, just not good Well, rap. also letting you know just how low the bar is, again, in musicals. Yeah. It's like anybody that likes rap. Eh, they, they, it, sounded, it sounded like a cool idea. I would definitely go to Hamilton if shows were accessible, but I don't think they are. They, they haven't been to date, at least. And I don't think it's a, a thing that tours much, and if it does, it probably costs a lot of fucking money. At least a couple hundred a ticket at the Des Moines Civic Center, usually. That's, yeah, that's the other problem with musicals. is like I, I wore a suit because that was the thing to do. Yep. And I'm looking around, and everybody else is wearing suits to watch a fucking episode of South Park. Basically, it's just South Park on ice, <laughs> is what we're getting here. Everyone, let's have some. Right. And like chai Matt tea and Trey and... must have been laughing their ass off every time this happened because this was the hoity toity crowd. Right. No question. Yeah. No question. But doing all their hoity toity bullshit to go see all these dick, fart, and fuck God jokes. <laughs> and. Like the greatest part of the experience for me wasn't even the content, it was just forcing these people to be exposed to it so that they could keep up with like the idea of a cultured person that they want to project outwardly. Yeah. Fantastic. It, it was a really good intermission. Wonderful. It was like a lot of people were like upset, but like pretending not to be. And they knew that it was like the best thing ever. Right. Yeah. That's, that's what the, that's what the, the correct to opinion was. They got all the awards on all the TV shows. They're like, it's the best thing ever. It, it'd be like running against Beyonce at her Zenith. Like it's no, it's not a move. Basically, they got cucked by Matt and Trey. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and they, they just had to sit there and like, I'm, I'm into it though. I swear I'm into it. Love it. It was so cool. <laughs> it was so cool. It's like the cuck chair in every hotel room. Yeah. Because it, it does. It does. And then aim, wear a suit for it. It does aim at organized religion dead between the eyes. Right. Yeah, you had to and dress up for it. And what they say about Mormonism isn't necessarily applicable solely to Mormonism. Right. It's it's a pretty, like, it's a shotgun more than it is a sniper <laughs> rifle, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> right. And this this is a crowd that has to be in, so they consider themselves intellectuals. So have you heard about the, the Hasa Dega Ibaway song in it? it yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's like Hakuna Matata, and yeah. Hakuna Matata in the Disney movie is like, wonderful day. Hasa Dega Ibaway means fuck you, God. Akumatata means no worries. And they've got, they've got no worries, right. 
And the, but they've got them all just dance like Hasadega Ibawe. <laughs> and they do a whole thing on it. And it's all sung in the classic Disney style. Awesome. And then the Africans are like making Africa face with a big dumb smile in front of all the white people. <laughs> like really, really yeah, hamming like it. Like it, super. It's, <laughs> it, it upset a lot of the people that paid a lot of money to see it and wore their nice clothes. It was good. That was great. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it is a thing though. Musical suits. I, I mean, I went to a bunch of them because my mom's very into them. You know, music teacher loves musicals. One plus one equals two, you know? And every time it was suit up and go see the musical. And it was always expensive and it was always mediocre. You know, they're like, oh, you should see Fiddler on the Roof. And I'm like, it I was sure just about is. I'm to ask you if you'd okay. seen Fiddler on the Roof because yeah. it's just like the default. Like, yeah. everyone has been to that. And what yeah. everyone think? <sighs> I still don't know anyone who wasn't in the production that didn't say they were like, eh. Yeah. <sighs> I, I did love Les Miserables. Les Miserables was cool. I, in fairness, when I saw it, I was like nine or 10 years old, and I have not seen a production of it since, or even like the entirety of a movie about it. But like, it blew me the fuck away when I saw it as a kid. Fair, fair. But I'm used to like Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat and Fan with the Opera. And these, these aren't boring stories, but they sure do take way too fucking long to tell them because oh, it's yeah. a musical. I like, kind of liked Mame. You guys got to see way better musicals than I did. I had to see all the classics. I think Les Mis uh, is a classic, but it it's, it's probably a more recent vintage than some of the ones you're talking about. I'm Again, I don't really know about these things. Yeah. You, you probably I, had to see Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. I got to see actually some I'm like kidding. independent productions in Iowa City. There was, I think maybe still is a theater there that does small productions. Oh, yeah. That like were really weird, like intensely weird. That was the musicals. point of them. I went to God, one. Was, yeah, it was a... That was fantastic. I wish, I don't know. I I'm, I might need to look into that. I wonder if that's still happening. It's probably associated with no shame, no shame theater. If you remember that, I don't. I just remember no. going and seeing wild fucking shit, and it was like five or seven bucks. No shame theater. Yeah, no shame theater was a. I'm gonna have to sneeze in the middle of this, but uh, no shame theater was this thing that happened every week where people just got and did performances, whatever you felt like doing, you performed. Some, a guy went up there was juggling like chainsaws in one of them. And another person came up there and told jokes. One person did a dramatic monologue, you know, like whatever. It was just, you come on, you do it in front of a crowd and you walk off. That's it. Up, down, up, down. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. I went to one. <laughs> very vague memory. I was very drunk. What, what, the one guy that did a thing there, I still remember his performance of the day. It was really good. It was just. It's time to eat. That was the whole thing. He just did exaggerated running around the stage saying it's time to eat in different ways. And it was Wild. insane. These pretzels make me thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I bet that's still going. <laughs> I think it's appropriate. We've spent so long discussing mono green on 420. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A little we, bit of red too. Uh, how broken <laughs> the tribute to the world tree is. Yeah. Yeah. Unban the world tree. <laughs> it's only legal in certain formats. <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> the world tree is a fun gaming experience wherever you play it and no one gets hurt. <laughs> except for opponents. Some of the oldest formats may raise their nose against it, but the newer kids know better. You know what? You don't have to play it in vintage and fuck you probably shouldn't. But <laughs> it's not going to make the vintage cut. Not unless some weird combo merges with like a card that's... Uh, it's going to make the cube cut. 
Oh, no, it can't because it ETBs on a green enchantment. It doesn't ETB, though. But it, it benefits from ETB. Oh, man, but the counters, damn it. Sorry. It's like, ooh, that would have, been a, would have been a really cool, like, mini snake, like, green card to roll with. Close. There's, there's a lot of very frustrating misses. At least we got Oz this design. Ozolith. Yeah, Ozolith. I've got a short list somewhere. Where I was like, th that's what I did the first time I went through was I just created like a scryfall document of a new deck so I could just tap cards into it. Nice. Like, look at this later. The little the two, work. three guy that surveils when it hits your opponent's stuff. That yeah. seems like I'm sure there's going to be a, well, something that takes over the slot for or turns a land that's within green. The returns the land from the graveyard? Yeah. They can't because green can't do graveyards. I thought green could. New. No, Grixis graveyards. Grixis is graveyards. Not oh. Sultai anymore. We did have a point where Sultai was, though, in the very first iteration yeah. of this. Yeah. So it's understandable. Shit. I know. That happens all the time that when we look at all cards. The fucking time. <laughs> I keep trying to find a use for that card because I tried to play it in standard. And I'm like, this isn't as good as anything else. Bye. I was really excited when I saw the new Ozolith, though, because I was like, fucking perfect. Yeah, the Ozolith's yeah. great. We've needed that. For it's, Abzan. It's also checking the Naya box for like artifact stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it's good. It's just good. Yeah. Not like the old Ozolith that sucks. <laughs> or it's broken because that is actually <laughs> a couple of decks where it's nuts, but uh, yeah. th those decks are constructed, not cube. I, yeah, I have a feeling that it will not be a broken card in the cube. God, no, I'd never even bother with it. Oh, I, I'm I probably first picked that thing. I have gotten to do some really, yeah. really weird shit with that cube the last time we played it. Fair. Paying two mana to give plus two, plus two permanently to my creatures as I go. That's a stalemate breaker, easy peasy. I was putting Ogre Helm Helmet on my Shard Phoenix. Yeah. Smacking for four <laughs> and then drawing three <laughs> and then paying three to pull back the Phoenix and then just do it again in a turn. I was drawing four cards every other turn while pounding for four. Nice. Cubing seems like an area you get to go really off the walls in some ideas. I didn't even see that when I was putting the deck together. I just <laughs> saw it on the battlefield like, oh, whoa. Wow. <laughs> even better. That is the beauty of the cube. Right. You get to just discover what it does. And every year it gets a little more complex, so you discover it sometimes just by playing the two cards together, and oh my God, that's an effect. Yeah. Like, oops, I did rub two matches to get it. Mm. Increasing complexity along the the lines of this design has been working well. Yeah. Anyway, happy 420, everybody. Anyway. Mono green forever. Burn it down. Very merry 420 to you. Legalize to you. the world tree, man. <laughs> Darkstream out. <laughs>